Hey, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of Frank About Health. Actually, it was unexpected that I would be doing this episode prior to the new year because I had said on my last episode approximately a month ago that I would see you all in the new year, but this show could not have um, – it, it had to happen before the new year, and there are several reasons why. First of all, my today's guest, Jeffrey Dimitrak, is – kind of a relative to talkradio.nyc. Let me explain how. Those of you who have been watching the show for the past year have seen me interview Sally Kalksma as she has gone through her life explaining how to champion it through cancer. Also talking about mindfulness and positive thinking. And then we had a two-hour show with Phyllis as well as two other friends of hers where we talked about their books and how they've been able to move mind over matter and think positively given their life circumstances. There have been other kinds of shows, but Sally Kalksma happens to be Jeff Dimitrak's cousin. So that is one reason why I had to have him on the show. Reason number two, anybody who's been watching Frank About Health since the beginning has known that I started the show with Sam Leibowitz over at talkradio.nyc to be an advocate for epilepsy. I, Danielle Swanson, started both the 2016 edition of Frank About Health and the 2021 edition talking about epilepsy. And right before the end of the year, we're going to talk about epilepsy again with Jeff Dimitrek, who also suffers from epilepsy. But there is a difference in this particular context. I've been advocating for mental health the last several months. We've been talking about cancer and COVID and diabetes and other mental health issues. And Jeff has a book called Dating in the Dark that talks about the complications that an epileptic patient has to endure when trying to have close, intimate, personal relationships. They can be relationships on any level, friends, family, coworkers, but especially those that we all see, intimate partners. And when you are an epileptic patient, it becomes almost like the secret that keeps on giving, depending on how you present the message, either to your significant other or if they witness you having a seizure. And we also want to clear the stigma on epileptics. Epileptics are people too, and they are entitled to loving and intimate relations. Simultaneously, the individuals have to be educated on what is going on with the mind of an epileptic patient so that they don't have to feel frightened and look that who they have in their life is actually um, someone that you want to keep at arm's length when it doesn't do anyone any good other than continue to reinforce the stigma that epilepsy has had for so many hundreds of years. Now, I have been advocating that regardless of whatever anybody's differences are, neurologically, mental health-wise, or even if you're carrying any disorder, all it takes is active communication. And that's what Jeff is going to spend the next hour with us doing, talking about his book, talking about how important it is that we go ahead and, dis and discuss all openly about what it's like living with epilepsy. We're going to hear some of his stories of what it was like when he was first discovering uh, you know, that he was having seizures in front of his dates. He's going to tell us about the book. <laughs> I mean, this is kind of awkward for me to talk about because I want to yet explore the book with him during the show. But I'm also trying to pay tribute to talkradio.nyc and Frank about health before the holiday season because all of us are going to be with family and friends over the next two weeks. And we want to be able to celebrate or pre-celebrate the holiday season by wrapping up this year's episodes of Frank About Health, where it all began, which was with epilepsy. And I so, want to thank you, Frank, uh, for this platform to talk about epilepsy. I want to thank Sally for the introductions. She, uh, she introduced us and I want to, uh, thank, uh, you know, uh, talkradio.myc for the uh, for the platform as well. So, and uh, when it comes to stigma, their uh, stigma and epilepsy have uh, been connected for way too long. So we have to rid epilepsy of the stigma. And um, you know, when they, I was talking to you about this uh, a while back, and uh, when it comes to epilepsy and stigma and epilepsy and invisible illnesses, you know, they, these, uh, these things are, are not, uh, just, uh, um, 
we we want to spread awareness, but uh, we want to uh, get rid of it uh, by educating everyone. You know, we don't want to alienate anyone because really epilepsy can strike anyone at any time. It's it's so important for the public to realize that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and but before before we go into further discussion, I want to issue my disclaimer to everyone that if you are an epileptic patient or patient on any kind of treatment plan, whatever your illness is, be mindful that this episode is to provide and enli- provide insight and enlightening discussion into the topic at hand and not to dissuade you from your existing provider or your existing medicinal treatment, whatever that may be. Remember to always consult a doctor or your primary care physician if what we discussed tonight provokes questions and reconsiderations. You must talk to your doctor to make those cha- those 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 decisions and choices. And we also want to say they are not the opinions of Frank About Health or TalkRadio.nyc. But Jeff will be able to talk about his book this afternoon, mm-hmm. um, Dating in the Dark, and be able to give some insight, especially for those epileptics that might be watching, that can identify with it. I know that some of what he's already discussed. I can well, uh, you know, I, I have a uh, an Instagram page and uh, I give my opinion on a, a whole range of subjects. And really, the disclaimer is so important. I mean, you should always consult with your doctor, your neurologist, your epileptologist and the people that, you know, you always consult with about your epilepsy before you make any decisions. You know, I like to uh, give my opinion about the subjects and my advice but really uh when it comes down to epilepsy it's a case-by-case matter and really it uh not a like one medication uh, might be great for someone but it, a bad reaction for another person so it is so important to have that disclaimer and uh right. i you know when it comes to my stages of epilepsy instagram page you know i i want the dis- that disclaimer right on my page as well so so that's another reason why i had to have him on my wrap-up show because i think we're, we're brothers in disguise so uh i'm just glad thank you jeff for coming on today's show and i know that i probably gave you the longest introduction in history but the point is is that your appearance today is so relevant especially because as we go through the hour and talk about your book we're also going to talk about the future of the show and of how we will be collaborating together, including with Danielle Swanson, who's been on the show with me before, including Sally as well. And uh, so you'll have a chance to meet Phyllis Quinlan, uh, my normal co-host, and uh, we'll have a chance to really work well in, together in 2023. All right. Um, so, Jeff, tell us about Dating in the Dark, if you were well, to give a one or two line summary about the book. Well, Dating in the Dark is a uh, um an interesting book. I, t- I talk about my dating disasters with epilepsy and really, you know, uh, experiences with epilepsy. There are a lot of disasters, you know, and really it's not just about with epilepsy. It's w- about with anxiety and psychotic breaks too, which I've, I've experienced many of those uh, too. And, uh, and that's a result of head traumas from having seizures it's a result of uh, bad reactions to medications. It's a result of seizures, uh, uh, one right after the other, with it, which is called a status epilepticus. So, uh, but uh, some of these seizures were uh, not necessarily grand malls uh, that weren't able to stop. They were uh, uh, complex partials uh, right after e- uh, each other. You know, so. You know, I would go uh, into my post-sectal, so I'd be coming out of it, but then I would go into a, another seizure. And th- so, you know, I never, my my brain never had a chance to put itself back together again, because, you know, that's how I like to uh, say what what's happening in the uh, post-seizure uh, state, that uh, you why a person is confused and they uh, are uh, wandering off, they, uh, they might... Uh, be aggressive. They might uh, um, be infantile. You know, you you really don't know how a person's going to act during uh, their uh, postictal stage because you know the the seizure uh, uh, shook everything up in there, and and the brain's trying to put itself back together again. Right. Right. Yeah. 
you know, you probably saw that we're about to take a break, but I want to review for everybody. Dating in the Dark is a book about his life in living with epilepsy while he's engaging in relationship, both opportunities and disasters. However, for those that want to have Epilepsy 101, there is post-traumatic epilepsy. In his case, it appears as though he developed seizure disorder. I, I think you said at the age of 10, but it was after having a bout with Lyme disease and after having a fall down a flight of stairs, which led to some head trauma. Simultaneously, there is the genetic-based epilepsy, grand mal seizure type, which I was diagnosed with right here at the NYU Langone Epilepsy Center, which is where we're broadcasting from tonight. But simultaneously, the thing is, is that it is still how the brain has more control over the human body than we give it credit for. And I think that's one of the secrets that patients suffering from epilepsy can actually use as both something that generates stigma, but to our advantage if it's used focused and appropriately. All right, we will, when we return, we're going to delve into some of those quote-unquote dating disasters and learn from Jeff what he's learned from and to help educate each of us. All right, so when we return with Jeff right here on talkradio.nyc and on our YouTube channel, we will be more frank about epilepsy and its mental health consequences. So please okay. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Welcome back, Jeff. So you were saying dating in the dark was an experience that I gather you really reflected from in order to write the book. So why the title dating in the dark? Well, a lot of times I would uh, find myself, you know, uh, going to a date possibly, and uh, then I would have a seizure and then uh, I would find myself in an alleyway and I would be in the dark, you know, hallucinating and, and, and speaking uh, to my hallucinations. And, uh, you know, there's a character that uh, is based on uh, um, a painting that uh, uh, was in my room and uh, it was a uh, painting of a one-eyed Jack. So uh, I, I call the hallucination Jack because, you know, it was, a, I, I started seeing a visual hallucination. And uh, so I start talking back and forth to Jack and uh, about uh, what's going on and, uh, what uh what should i do next about uh my dates and stuff because it it was uh you know i would have auditory and visual hallucinations which uh uh psychic auras are uh um it, it's a rare thing but it does happen and uh when really? people have seizures yeah 
you call them psychic auras? You mean psychic as in predicting or psychic? No, psychic auras means that they you they're just a um, I, it's a it's a warning and you're having hallucinations. So uh, uh, instead of uh, just a maybe uh, you uh, ha having deja vu or uh, you you're having uh, some tingling in your arms or something. Uh, you're having hallucinations, so they call them psychic auras because uh, it, it's a little bit, uh, you know, I guess uh, psychic. You know, it's a, it's a, in that area of the brain in in the temporal lobe where you know the uh, I guess psychic people would uh, you know. <laughs> well, the temporal know. lobe of the brain registers feelings, emotions, memory, sometimes even speech patterns, things like that. I gather my question for you is that. When you would go through the seizures, is this prior to a date, during a date, or afterwards? It it, it was a bunch of different times, you know. That that's why you know I, uh, um, you know, Jack could show up whenever uh, in many different experiences. You know, it, it could show up in the aura. A lot of times, it showed up in the postictal because you know I had been having so many seizures, and I I was confused. I didn't know exactly what I was experiencing, so I I started having hallucinations. So I used to call them. Uh, um, there is a actually a technical term called twilight states, where you're having uh uh you you you're having psychosis because of a uh, you know uh. uh anxiety and uh and uh, so many different uh mental um uh, um uh maybe, maybe uh because of your epileptic episodes and stuff so and this would be while you're conscious or during an actual seizure uh well yes i'm the um i yes i you, you could be unconscious and it's like a uh, you're in flux between consciousness and unconsciousness. Incredible. So um, when would you say would be the, the maximum amount of times that you would have a seizure in your, in your teens, in your 20s? Or was it since you had onset at age 10? You, you mean when did I have the most seizures? Well, yeah, the reason why I, I, I said, let me, more, let me be more direct with you. My type of epilepsy is uh, genetic-based grand mal epilepsy. Now, as a result, it developed during puberty. They said, for me, I was about 14 or 15 when it happened, but when it first started. And the thing is, is they say that during puberty, when the hormones are raging and stuff like that, it actually can be a trigger for those that are genetically predisposed to having epilepsy. So as a result, I don't know if there was an association between my frequency of seizures and my actual libido, let's say, or if it was something that due to the high levels of stress I had in my life in high school at the time, I may have had some play like having sleepless nights and a lot of stress for exams or whatever in triggering those as well. But in your case, if you started age 10, I would imagine that the frequency of those those seizures may have been different or less than what they would have been in your teens and 20s. So that's no, no not necessarily. When I was uh, first diagnosed, my seizures were very severe. And uh, uh, the doctor you know, said uh, to my parents that uh, when uh, uh, seizures are this difficult to get under control, you know, he's probably never going to be controlled. You know, at one point, a doctor said that to my parents. And uh, so, uh, and my seizures have changed over time because I've, I've tried so many different therapies. You know, right. uh, what I mentioned to you that I tried neurofeedback sessions and I did a lot of neurofeedback over time. And really, I, I used to only have uh, uh, grand mal seizures and, uh, and I, I didn't have an aura when I was younger. And now I have complex partial seizures. I have, I still have grand malls, but I don't have them as often. You know, I have, uh, I have auras now, you know, so uh, it might, my seizures have dramatically changed in, in the last 30 years. And uh, really, so uh, neurofeedback did uh, wonders for, for me in how severe they, my seizures were. You, you had you were able to use neurofeedback to claim ownership 
over your epilepsy and have some some say over how you were going to have your seizure, whether it was in per, you know in a social situation or or even in private. And and having the aura, I mean, that's your gift, that's your message, that's your instinct saying, "Up, ah, something's happening. Let me prepare." You know. Well, so yes. I uh, all, although sometimes, well, you know, when I had an aura, you know, I would. Uh, uh, you know, do things that weren't necessarily, uh, good for, uh, good for me. Like say, uh, I was, um, was working out on an elliptical and I, I, uh, instead of, uh, getting off the elliptical and, uh, and laying down on the floor of a gym or something like that, I would try to run out of the gym because uh, I didn't, you know, I was, I was panicking during my, a lot of times I would panic during my, or, or I wouldn't tell a loved one. I wouldn't tell my parents I was having a seizure because really I, I just, uh, I, my first, yeah, my first instinct was to, to get out of uh, the situation, get away from people, but, but really, because so many times people uh, did made mistakes while I was having my seizure. And, and a lot of times I didn't tell my dates, you know, that I, you know, uh, uh, there was one time I didn't disclose my epilepsy. I was in a crowded restaurant and, you know, she, uh, she didn't know I have epilepsy. I, I, I start, I wake up, I'm banging on the table and, and people are looking around and stuff. And she, she's horrified, you know, and uh, so th this is all in my book. And, uh, you know, so, you know, of course she's not going to want to go out with me again. You know, this was, and, uh, she's trying to get out of the restaurant, but the bill needs to be paid. You know, the, uh, uh, they're, they're asking her what, what should we do? What, what's going on with him? Is he, uh, is he going to be okay? And uh, so like, and she has no idea what exactly is happening. And so. Incredible. Well, I mean, aside from that, was there one particular uh, date or experience you had that you probably write in your book that indicate how you were able to hang on to, to her even after going through seizures or even after having uh, a discussion about your seizure history well uh, you mean that one girl you're talking about or well the, i you you explained an example of one particular girl that was uh, obviously shocked in that situation well but, that were was there other dates that actually were more successful than that oh oh yes definitely but you know i well just uh, about uh disclosing uh your uh my epilepsy on dates, you know, I think that uh, people have asked me about that. And, uh, you know, I, I disclose when I feel comfortable to disclose. And I think that it, that should go for everybody that has epilepsy because, you know, they, I, it's a question to them. I don't, I don't think it's a, you know, it's a matter of feeling ashamed that they uh, are not, uh, 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 disclosing it. Oh, I'm ashamed I have epilepsy or something. You know, they don't want to scare people away. I mean, it, it, the first, when they hear the word epilepsy, they're, they're like, what, what is this? What is this? I, I, I don't know. I, I, and they'll run away. But if, if you are, are, have a spark with someone, you have chemistry with someone, you, uh, uh, you start to uh, get a vibe with them and then they, they, they're more understanding about your uh, a chronic illness and they're more understanding about you when you say, yeah, well, I have to live with this. I have epilepsy and I need to live with this, you know, and so I, I'm hoping that you can, you can live with this too. I mean, and, and I gather now that you've been doing neurofeedback, you've probably been going on dates that are relatively more successful than they had been in the past. I'm hoping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. And, uh, and my re relationships uh, also have improved over time. I have a girlfriend now and she's very understanding. She has been very helpful to me. And, you know, these, uh, this all comes with maturity too. You know, when I was younger, I, I would uh, take chances. I would drink you know, I would, uh, I would stay up late nights, you know, I would do things that people with epilepsy shouldn't be doing on medication. You know, I would, I would uh, take a lot of risks, you know, that, uh, you know, I, um, that you shouldn't take when you have epilepsy. So, I mean, I, I, uh, I, I can think of uh, an instance right now that, uh, you know, uh, 
of, uh, you know, I was out with a girlfriend and uh, we were drinking into the late night and doing things that people do when they're in, uh, when they're not getting any sleep. And, uh, oh, you know, but, but, you know, hold that because we're going to have to take another break. But the thing is, is that I want to, I want to kind of wrap up that dating in the dark is both a preview of what went on and a preview of what you have learned pretty much. Right. Yes, it, it is. Okay. Yeah. It, you can okay. see the timeline as you know i mature a little bit and you know it's just uh you, i'm not fully mature i mean i i i still have my immature moments as does everyone <laughs> yes but we'll talk more about that right here on talkradio.nyc both on um our youtube channel and of course on the network so stay tuned <laughs> are you passionate about the conversation around racism Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back. Now, Jeff, you were about to tell me a whole story of an instance where you and this other girl that you were dating were really going wild and doing the things that you weren't supposed to be doing, uh, especially under treatment. Um, yeah. I gather that's covered in your book, but my question is, would that have been the point at which you knew you had to not only reflect on what's been going on while going on dates while suffering with epilepsy and what you needed to be more mindful of going forward? Was that the pivot point for you? Well, actually, I, I was going to say that, you know, I, this girl, you know, it, she wasn't looking out for my best interests too, you know, and really, I was sleep deprived. She had better things to do. She needed to do things. She uh, uh, needed me out first thing in the morning. And uh, really, it would have been, uh, I needed to sleep. But really, I at, at that time, I had my license. And uh so uh, she was like, oh, well, you got to drive home now. And I was, you know, I have been doing all these things. I, I'm i uh, sleep deprived. I have I have a ride ahead of me. And it was the time I, I lost my license because really uh, I ended up having a seizure while I was driving, you know, so I, yeah, wow. and, uh, I, and I crashed. So, you know, I mean, it's a, uh, I mean, I had an aura, so I was able to pull over and stuff, but yeah, I, uh, I, I still told my car because, you know, I, I would, it was, uh, it, while I was pulling over, I, I was uh, going like five miles per hour and I hit like, uh, this tree that was, you know, I, I mean, and told the car and, you know, that was the end of my license. That was the last time I drove. So you, they didn't suspend it. They revoked it. So you can't get the license back at all. No, I, I suspended because of epilepsy, uh, because uh, I had a seizure. I would have to be seizure free for a year when it comes to New York laws. But, uh, you know, I, I, um, 
I uh, don't think that will ever happen, though. I mean, I uh, since uh, 2009, uh, you know, I have not been seizure-free for over a year. Oh, wow. So, I mean, for example, I mean, it's only been two weeks since December 1st began. I, how many seizures on average have you had since the beginning of the month? Oh, I, I usually have 10 per month, uh, but really I could have a good month, which uh, would be about six or something, but I could have a bad month with, which could be about 20, 25. And, and usually they start off, uh, uh, like, a. a a grand mall, and then I'll have uh, smaller ones like partial seizures, a complex partial. So, and they'll they'll be in clusters. Wow. So, what would you say the majority of them are for you? Complex partials. Yeah, mostly complex partials, or Can you, you know, a, like a, a combination of a uh, a little bit of a shaking and choking noises. I get a lot of that. But you're conscious. Uh, sometimes it's, uh, um, I'm half conscious. Like I, I feel, um, I, I'll see what's going on, but I can't move my body. I, I feel the pain in my legs or something, or only one side of my body can move or something. So I'm on the floor and, uh, you know, like really all tensed up and stuff. So a lot of times, you know, that when I'm feeling anxiety, like, uh, say uh you asked me about anticipatory anxiety and stuff when uh i'm doing something is it possible i could have a seizure on a show it's very possible i mean because any type of social activity you know that's what kind of causes it for me i mean that's that's why i've had so many uh seizures when i was you know out on dates you know with women i've had them at work you know that that's a uh i've had them uh I, uh, I've had them dealing with family in uh, when usually when I'm uh, arguing with people, you know, they, it's stress is the biggest aspect of epilepsy and people need to stay away from it. Yes, yes. <laughs> but we live in a world where stress is par for the course. So, I mean, I gather you you are probably taking your medications religiously, even though you have the average of six to ten a month. The thing is, is that you are under control. And like you said, the neurofeedback and you have a gauge with your auras as to when things are happening. So you probably put yourself in a lot of situations that help keep you as safe as possible. Correct? Yes. I mean, I I, I live a, a, a very stress-free life, uh, you know, but I, you know, I don't work the hours that I used to work, you know, and that's it. That gave me the opportunity to write this book, you know, and I hope to write uh, about other topics that is related to the epilepsy community. You know, I want feedback from the epilepsy community about the things that they want to hear about. And really, I have a whole bunch of experiences that I, I hope that I can share, but I want people to learn uh, about it. You know, I want people to to uh, not make the same mistakes I made, you know, so... So what would you say that the book in itself has a lot to offer the reader, especially those that want to purchase it after seeing tonight's show? The reader also being a non-epileptic patient, for example, may future future daters of epileptic patients. <laughs> like well, what what does it offer to them in terms of knowledge? Well, I I think that when it comes to uh, intimacy and uh, and uh, detachment. You know that uh, people uh, th there's so much of that in relationships today, and uh, and people want to learn more about you know how I can get close to someone and what and uh, and everybody has these expectations of, about how I can do better. You know, I I in my book, you know, a, a lot of times I was. Uh, in a relationship and uh, it was only a short-term relationship but you know uh, the the person that i was in a relationship what with was looking for something better 
I was looking for something better. It wasn't anything uh, that was going to be long term. And really, everybody today, it seems like, you know, they they don't want anything that is going to be long term. They they're not ready to make that commitment. And I think, you know, but once you do make a long term commitment, you know, it's very, uh, very valuable for your life. You you start to uh, other pieces of your life start to fall into place. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I totally agree. I guess if anything, though, um, w- would you say that there are things that after you finish writing the book, you left out that you want to write about next? Uh, yes, I, I, I would love to write about how people with epilepsy, you know, they, when they lose consciousness, you know, they uh, they lose control. And, it, and the, in their life, they uh there's a loss of independence. They have to depend on their loved ones for this and that, you know, and really they, they need to fight back for their independence and they, and they, and depending on other, other ones and uh, for all these things, you know, it's really uh, something that will cause a mental illness. It will bring them into a depression, you know, and really it's very upsetting to a lot of people. And, and that is something that I really want to focus on because really something like that is not just related to dating. It's related to uh, you depend on family members. You de- you depend on you know, just the, uh, y- your neighbor. You say you have uh, uh, that you might uh, only be able to ask your neighbor for something because a, a person with epilepsy, they can't drive a, a lot of the times, you know? Mm-hmm. No, I, I totally understand. I mean, it seems to me, that when you were writing Dating in the Dark, you were creating your story of your purpose here, being an epileptic individual and at the same time trying to get your independence back on many levels. But I gather one of the things, like like you've told me, is you haven't actually been able to find the one because so much confusion and chaos seems to be always interfering in it. So you, I guess, are becoming, you're actually sublimating that by becoming a mental health advocate of sorts, correct? Yes, I mean, uh, really, I started my Instagram page, Stages of Epilepsy, because I wanted to be an advocate for people with mental illness. I wanted to be an advocate for people with epilepsy. I wanted to help others, you know, achieve their goals, just support them, support the community, do what I can, and uh, just get my my story out there, encourage people, other uh, other people with epilepsy to get their story out there. I want yeah. to help. I want to help them, you know. And really, uh, I want you to get your story out there, Frank. The way that you did your wallpaper is a way of you advocating the story that I've been trying to move forward right here on the network. I mean, it's it, it's interesting. You could tell the intergenerational difference because of how epilepsy was so stigmatized, even as early as 25 years ago, you know. And yet, when I did this show in 2016, initially. I called it Frank about health because I knew already people were not going to see a show entitled Frank about epilepsy. You know, it just has that, Ooh, why, you know, but when COVID hit that allowed me to be Frank about all health issues. And of course give one or two slices of epilepsy on occasion. That's why you showing dating in the dark as a reflection of what I've been advocating with mental health and neurological health issues this past year basically is where I thought, okay, we come together right before the holiday time. So we have a convergence of two like-minded individuals who are advocating for the big healthcare picture. We do come from areas of mental health and epilepsy, but at the same time, we want to have integration and awareness that epileptics are people too, you know? And it's just a question of being able to collaborate together, which is the message that I know that I'm sending out to everyone who's watching and listening right now. We will be doing that in 2023. So I just wanted to say that, um, again, thank you for coming on tonight's show to talk about your book. Ladies and gentlemen, it is available on Amazon.com. I am guilty for not having read it in detail yet, but it is a must read. I'm going to point and click tonight and get it in time for the holidays. I hope you do the same. And we're about to take our final break. And when we return, we're going to talk about the future of Jeffrey Dimitrak and Frank About Health, among other things. So please stay tuned right here on talkradio.nyc and on our YouTube channel. We'll be back in a few. 
Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back. Now, Jeff, thanks to you and your preparedness for today's show, I already have the synopsis of everything we've spoken about. So I'm just going to read it through for everyone to get the takeaways after the show ends its live recording. And of course, I know people from your various groups based on your Instagram posting are watching this as well. So hopefully if they choose to share it amongst their communities, this could serve as a piece of education for those suffering with epilepsy and the significant others that are dating them. That being said, um, I know I'm reading, I'm kind of like reading directly from your words. So I just wanted to make sure I got all the precise message across for everybody. Okay. The epilepsy community comes out with mottos like, don't be afraid to say you have epilepsy. But when meeting someone for the first time, I believe a person should disclose their epilepsy when they feel comfortable to do it. It's not because the person is ashamed of having epilepsy, but it's very easy to ruin the mood of a great conversation. But that's what happens when coming out and saying, by the way, I have epilepsy. Once a person living with epilepsy and getting to know their date there is the right time to disclose. I, I second that, but I also like to add, who knows, maybe when you know that the time is right, that means it is the right person that you want to really go forward with. So maybe that's the hidden secret that you had a chance to explore. Yes. Um, at the same time, it is important, and this is for everyone out there, that sleep and, and regulation of your uh, downtime being very mindful when dealing with epilepsy, especially time. Well, also, there, I want to add that there might be very severe cases that it's uh, a necessity to share that you have epilepsy because of, of safety reasons. And really, uh, it, I that's not my case, but it, it might be the case for other people. And uh, so if, uh, if that's the case and they... They say, oh, I need to tell people all the time when I'm going out in public that I, that I have seizures because they, they could have a seizure any second. You know, that, that, that is up to them. They need to make that decision. Correct. Correct. And also, I think we also mentioned that even when you are dating a significant other, if he or she is basically having an illness of their own, not necessarily epilepsy, the epileptic mm-hmm. patient should be informed of that so that they can at least through the experience of taking medications, having empathy, understanding protocols or precautions, you'll be able to empathize and understand that individual's needs as well. So I guess that's one aspect that you want listeners and viewers to take away, that to not only be mindful of when is the right time to disclose their epilepsy, but also 
find honest and open communication with your significant other if they should have, whether it's epilepsy or another disorder. Yes. Yeah, so when, when a significant other has a chronic illness that they're dealing with, you know, a person with epilepsy, they might not be able to drive, they might not be working, but they, they know about, you know, dealing with the routine of medication. They know about empathy, like you mentioned, they know, uh, um, they just know about adversity. They know about uh, a, a whole host of issues and they can be supportive in ways that maybe someone that wasn't dealing with an illness or hasn't dealt with an illness, you know, can't be. So really, there's a, a there's ways that a, a person with epilepsy can be resourceful that they maybe haven't thought of, and uh, so uh, they uh, just have to realize what those ways are. Right. Exactly. But the bottom line, the common thread in all of this is open and honest communication. After all, if you don't have open communication, you don't have a good relationship. No relationship can survive without communication. Mm -hmm. you know, that's just Very true. Um, yep. The other thing is, is that just going forward, I know that epilepsy is such an umbrella topic. Aside from mental health, there were the topics of cannabis. There's the topics of um, special treatments involving surgery. There's the topics of um, socialization, there's the topics of um, different organizations to join and become advocates for. Um, so I know that you and I together were talking about probably having in a few months from now, a an event, to a live event where we would have an audience as well, people who have both been on Frank About Health or probably uh, are part of your groups that you're part of that you advocate for would be able to gather together and network with each other and possibly even be to, able to discuss some more of the, whether it's the intimate natures of what's in your book or even some of the other details that are not appropriate for podcasts, but at least are more engaging in real time with real people in the same room. You know, mm -hmm. that is something that I know that you and I and Danielle Swanson have had a chance to talk about planning. And that's a hint for everyone who's a watcher of Frank About Health. We will be planning an event in the spring of 2023, and it will probably be at a Hilton location, but yet okay. to be announced. Um, but at the same time, Jeff, you and I will be in discussions, not only with Danielle, but also with Sally and some other people that have been on the show, Phyllis Quinlan as well, and um, just do what we can to really come up with a collaborative workshop series, if you will, because advocating is not... It, it, it's good on a podcast. It definitely sets the stage, but it needs to be constantly reinforced in, in a much more live venue, academic and or hospitality area setting, you know, and yeah. uh, it could really have value for people on many levels. You know, mm. um, the other thing is, is that I, I know that for, here we are headed for a two week hiatus from um, broadcasting new episodes. Um, I was already on hiatus, but I knew I had to close the year out with you because of the plans for the future. So is there anything you'd like to let the viewers know about what you're going to be doing the next two weeks, especially when it comes to advocating or spending time with family or anything else that you'd like to inform others to be mindful of during the next two weeks? Well, for the holidays, I'm having uh, my brother come to visit at, with his three kids. So uh uh, he's uh, um, in the military and he's stationed in Japan. So it, it's a long trip for him. So uh, I'm looking forward to that and I don't get to see them very often. So it's uh, uh, it's uh, pretty much going to be family time. It's uh, just uh, watching movies, uh, going to light shows uh, w with a lot of Christmas lights and uh, a lot of stuff like that. So uh, uh, ice skating. Um, you know, different things. Uh, so um, just having fun with the family pretty much. And wow. um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, but I, I'm also looking forward to uh, the new year because um, we I there are some epilepsy walks coming up in the new year. And um, there we have uh, one coming up in March. Uh, I believe that one is in Phoenix. And uh, I hope uh um, to promote my book there and uh, it will be the dating in the dark group you know how you have groups uh, in the in these walks and stuff so 
Um, I'm going to make a t-shirt of dating in the dark and, and uh, there's going to be another one in May, which is in DC. So um, I hope uh, maybe that uh, uh, I can pick a bookstore nearby, both these uh, um, walks and uh, do a book signing there. And, uh, and hopefully uh, I can uh, um, start working on uh, the projects that we had in mind. Uh, we, we said yeah. that we might want to do some writing together. So could happen. I mean, I know that, um, you know, as I've been taking my hiatus, I've been developing my relationship with Hilton to be um, the show's event sponsor, among other things. They're still in the works, so can't disclose any more than I can. But I can disclose that um, things are looking up right now. And it's a question of giving the thanks to the very people who helped me get to that point. And that would include our show's uh, network uh, producer, Sam Leibowitz. His show, The Conscious Consultant, announced in his last episode today about it doesn't matter how, it just matters what you want to accomplish in 2023. So let me tell you again, Sam, if you're listening to this episode, I want to thank you for that. Even though you were talking to your white audience, it was just very meaningful knowing that I was having this show tonight, that that is exactly what Frank About Health is going to be thinking in terms of what we envision 2023 to look like. And it doesn't matter how, we just envision it and let the universe take over and guide us all together. But it does work in a collaborative effort. And so thanks to you for introducing me to Sally, who in turn introduced me to Jeff. And you also introduced me to Phyllis, who's now the co-host. And you've introduced me to so many other people that I will be bringing on the show in the new year. I have to thank you, Sam Leibowitz, again, for all the work that you do with talkradio.nyc. And of course, what we together will be doing in the future, assuming everything as planned happens yep. as we like it to happen. Yes, and, um, as planned, you know, it's a, you know, that is always the big thing. You know, a lot of times in my book, I say, you know, things don't always go as planned when it comes to relationships. And, uh, and really, that is just how it goes with epilepsy, too. You know, you know it really seizures take away uh, you know, the experiences in your life. You know, you, you might have uh, something uh planned out that it, it looks great on on paper but then you have a seizure right beforehand and uh the it, time goes by and really that whole experience is, is lost uh, it's it, it's really something that everyone with epilepsy can relate to everyone with epilepsy can relate to but then they also learn the secret which is is that they have to be ready for plans b c and d to come out whenever they come out you know always get ready to pivot you know, and um, I can also uh, attest to what John Lennon said, which is life is what happens while you're making other plans, you know, and <laughs> and in general, e even though I talk about what I plan, like I planned not to return till 2023, but then you and I had a conversation and here we are. I, I always allow for the unknown to occur because that is the way life is, you know, whether we like it or not. And I think the biggest um uh, uh, light was shown when we all suffered from COVID-19 over the last couple of years. Everybody was put into their own day-by-day -day experience with no long-term thinking allowed for it because whatever you would plan would change at a heartbeat's notice, you know? So ladies and gentlemen, I just have to say again, I want to thank everyone who has had a role in Frank About Health during 2022, as well as the ending part of 2021. If you recall, I've had guests like Sally Kauksma and, and Danielle Swanson and James Swanson. And um, I've had uh, Judy Mandel and I've had um, Ben Lytle. And I've, I mean, I, I've had um, so many people that are, you know, I, I definitely want to name them all, but we only have a couple <laughs> minutes left. You know, uh, George Ann Dow, um, many of the, Sam Leibowitz was a guest on the show. You know, we just have to point out that a show like Frank About Health cannot occur without a community of people each advocating for various health issues, whether they are their own or whether they are the health care issues of others. And that is what I'm looking forward in 2023 to do, which is to further advocate health care issues going forward in a much more live venue forum that we've already hinted towards. And uh, we want all of you out there to spend 2020, the last two weeks of 2022 
commemorating, reflecting, uh, relating with your loved ones about what you want to achieve going forward. Make, make, as, make your dreams happen as you can. Allow for the changes to occur if they need be. Always get vaccinated if you need to. But simultaneously, also be mindful that if you need to reach out to me or, or to Jeff, Jeff has his Instagram page. I have my email, which is frankrharrison1 at gmail.com. You have the catalog of shows that I have done on YouTube, as well as on Facebook Live, and as well as on my own personal channel, www.frankrharrison.com. And um, you will get to see more episodes of Frank About Health in 2023. There is going to be the return of Danielle Swanson. There's going to be uh, the return of other shows with Phyllis. We're going to have some new guests that are probably from the Hilton Hospitality Group. And uh, we're going to get more involved with NYU Langone, and that is yet to be unveiled. But a lot more will be headed in 2023, and I am advocating for future podcasts to include live audience participation. So those are some of the insights or my vision for the future. And uh, I just want to wish you all a very wonderful holiday season, whether it's Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, Christmas, and of course, may 2023 be the year for you after the last three that have gone by uh, while combating COVID. COVID now is working with us. We're not submissive to them anymore. As long as we are using Amen the right to that. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and good, and as, thank you again, Frank. Uh, this was great. I had a great time. Yes, and so did I. And uh, we will be in touch. Well, by the way, when we when we uh, when this logs off, I will call you right away so we can follow up. But in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, just uh, stay tuned for tomorrow's block of shows, the last two shows of the year on Talk Radio NYC, which are um, always Friday with Steve Fry and uh, Philanthropy in Focus with Tommy D. And then hopefully this show will re-air during the holiday season. But I will see you in the new year with a new and interesting backdrop and a vision for the future that uh, will make talkradio.nyc look better and brighter than ever before. <laughs> okay. Those are my wishes. And thanks again, Jeffrey. And we will all be back next year. Have a wonderful holiday season. Speak to you soon. Happy Bye. holidays. <laughs> business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. On edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? 
or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.